Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another post-game episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everyone, and uh, good evening. Welcome from my back porch here at HQ North. Yes, we're, uh, we are. We're looking south towards a beautiful Lubbock evening, and there may be some ambient sounds involved as we continue to record because I do have a rambunctious two-year-old who's not quite ready for bed in the house. That There's no way we would be able to try to get those noises down, so... Well, we are in the wild, as you said. Yeah, yeah, we're in the wild we're here. Out, outdoors, <laughs> in the great outdoors. So, you were Texas Tech Red Raiders take down the Kansas Jayhawks, forty-eight to sixteen. Moved to five and two on the season, three and one in conference play. What? What? That's not bad. <laughs> it's a great place to be in with five games to go. I'll, I'll take it. Um, I guess let me just start with. Uh, your second half defense. You gave up two more touchdowns. Such a disappointing. Unacceptable. 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 There's there's 11 seconds left. That last touchdown they scored 11 seconds. Now I I will I will say it's the definition of garbage time. <laughs> I'm absolutely positive Texas Tech had their second team defense in. Yeah. But in four conference games, you've given up three touchdowns in the second half. Not shabby. No, uh, I'll take that. And of course, this game you only gave up two touchdowns total yep uh, and practically shut them out from the end zone in the first half with you just, just one a, field goal a field goal mm-hmm. and uh had a 24 to 3 lead at the half yeah and i mean some great red zone defense uh turnover in the red zone of course you know we didn't capitalize on that immediately on offense but that's kind of a small nitpick when we'd get those get pinned deep in the early part of the game. It looked like Tech was just not going to be able to move the ball much. Um, but they definitely came out firing later on in the game and really had a commanding win. Uh, I, I think the big story of the game is who your starting quarterback ended up being. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, going into the game, it was 18, 18 and a half points spread in favor of Tech. Uh, Which seemed like a lot. It did seem like a lot. And then we look like idiots for taking the under. Right. Because well, I took the under. I don't know about you. I, I did take the under on that as well because I, I thought that Duffy would start and you know my, we could we could see some turnover issues because Kansas has the ability to create turnovers. Uh, you know, we had four fumbles today and they grabbed two of them. So I or, or do I have that backwards? No, you're right. Texas Tech did fumble the ball four times. We lost half of them right so I mean they they were able to scoop some up today on us um, including an interception from Bowman which is which is rare but that was that was kind of pushing a little hard at the end of the second half or the first half so I don't fault him too much on that but coming in I I think if we'd have known Bowman was going to start we might have felt a little bit different about uh, how this game might have gone I don't think winning or losing was ever in question depending on who started at quarterback but definitely the margin yeah, I, I thought the margin would be a lot closer if Duffy was starting and you had some turnover issues. Now, you did lose the turnover battle for the game. I think you were minus two. That's, I think you're right. I, I think you had three turnovers and you only you gained one. Um, but get this. So on the three turnovers, Kansas scored three points off turnovers. Defense held. They did. They, they rebounded. Uh, they bounced back. There were a couple of... Goal line stands. I think both times that you turn the ball over, real deep into the, in the into the red zone. I think Kansas got the ball in like the three. I think that's when they got their their, free, their field goal. 
right when um you had a fumble there you had a really ugly fumble i was on the field and what happened right in front of me uh there's a handoff just mishap between bowman and felton um neither one w- was thinking the ball was going to them so like bowman held the ball out to felton and then dropped it and felton just kept running like i'm not here to it's not my it's not my play man <laughs> Uh, and then Kansas dropped on it, but the Texas Tech defense uh, rebounded and intercepted Peyton Bender in the end zone, so you were able to, to bounce back there. Peyton Bender did not look not the super greatest good. day. No, <laughs> uh, you know their offense coming in. We we knew that their offense really relied heavily on the run game, particularly with their their freshman running back who they said uh, I heard on the radio before it started Haney I think was on with the double T guys and said they were really going to try to limit his carries to maybe 19 or so and because they just don't want to over overdo it with with a freshman and and they did I mean he he only rushed 16 times today for 70 yards um, but his longest was 20 yards right I mean so they, they held him very well it, it at first he was gashing them it, it didn't look great at first I think the first time they handed him the ball, they got seven yards, and I, there were a couple of times where it just looked like, man, if they just if they just keep this up, this they could kind of keep it close. But just as a checking in here, you know, Kansas's rushing in the first half was 91 yards total, and they finished with 98. Of course, I'm sure a lot of that's because your play calling is is a little bit different. You're trying mm-hmm. to pass the ball. You're down. You're trying to make up on that. But back to your point with Bender, he is uh, passing. <laughs> he went 18 for 41 today. Not stellar. With a percentage 44%. Um, for 220 yards. Yeah. Two touchdowns, one interception. Right. Uh, he only had 60 yards at the, at the half. So they, they really boosted up passing, like we were saying, in the second half. But – 44% is not great, and he had some open guys. He did, I mean, I, and he just missed them. That's not great for us to say that, but there were some guys going down the sideline, I remember later, that were definitely open. I think Sims was one of them, and he was visibly frustrated on one of those because he had beaten his man, and I'm pretty sure would have scored had uh, Bender been able to hit him. So, Yeah, Sims had two catches, 38 yards on the day, one touchdown. Right. Like, nobody for Kansas caught more than four passes – um, leading receiver, Charlotte, and finished the game with 67 yards. 44 of those came on one play. So, they not like they were gashing. I mean, they had a couple big plays, but that wasn't – that's not where they – that's not what, what they did to you today. They averaged 3.3 yards per carry. Now, that's, of course, including Peyton Bender's yards. He's got three carries for minus 30. Oh. So, <laughs> they they had 127 rushing yards if you looked at the running backs. But, I mean, from the field, I, it, it felt like they weren't all that effective on the ground. Puka Williams averaged five yards a carry. Khalil Herbert averaged 4.9 yards a carry. And then Don Williams, um, he carried it twice for eight yards. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So he had a four-yardy. So five yards of carry is not something that, like, you just abandon the run with. Like, that's... If you're running the ball for five yards a carry, you hand that ball off. Right. They only ran the ball with those two running backs 24 times. Right. And there were a lot of folks, even tech fans, questioning on Twitter. You know, they're getting into the red zone, and 
Puka Williams sees the ball once. There were some questionable play calling. There was. There in, in the red zone, which if, I don't think that would have broken the game open or, or definitely it wouldn't have changed the outcome. But uh, they've had they've had obviously some turnover there at that position. Beatty's calling the plays. Yeah, they fired different their philosophy. Offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, last slight week. turnover. That's a way to kind of undercut it. But they've they're 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 starting something they haven't done before, um, and so we might have kind of benefited a little bit from that in those situations. But I I think this was overall uh, a well played game. There were some issues that we could address and we probably will at some point but I, I want to keep going with the defense a little bit they they went um 0 for 6 in the first half on third downs they being Kansas, did Kansas not, offense they did not yes. have a first uh, or they did not convert a third down in the first half and they finished the day 4 for 15 so i think our third down defense is still that's i mean that's converting going to be up there a little greater than 25% mhm which is phenomenal. If you can, if you can get the your defense off the field three out of every four third downs that you face, right? Teams are not going to be able to do much against you. Now, Kansas got just over three hundred total yards, and I think three hundred eight. I would say most of that came in like in the second half, but it was actually I think fairly even first half, second half. It did they weren't able to sustain offensive success and turn that into points especially in the first half when obviously you only give up three and then that last touchdown came with 11 seconds um your defense did what they should have done against an outmatched offense right Peyton Bender you, you had pressure on him you forced him in, into some of those bad throws you really committed to stopping Puka Williams like we said he finished with 80 yards rushing which is not bad no no, it's not bad. But let's look at your offense. Alan Bowman, start number one, coming back off of injury. I've got the uh, completion percentage pulled up on my cell phone between us. He was 36 of 46. Very quietly threw for nearly 80% completion percentage. It's a solid It's a solid outing. That's a good day. Coming back Jet for the Duffy, first time. Jet Duffy was three for three. So combined, they went 39 of 49, which is... 79.6%. That's right at 80. You can't <laughs> can't get much closer. For 441 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Nine yards, an attempt. And I think there were uh, – let's just – I think there were a couple of drops here and there or a couple that might have been – that might have been handled. So let's just even bump it up. Let's just say – let's say it was 85, over 80. 85. <laughs> cool 85%. Um, Solid 85. Antoine Wesley – Again, when I'm at a game, I'm not following stats. I'm not right. doing a great job of actually following the game that well. Quietly had nine catches for 155 yards. One touchdown, long of 37. There was a stat that came up on, on TV, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but I believe this was his fifth consecutive game with 75 or more yards. I wouldn't doubt it. Heck of a day. And the the way he made those plays, just practically, I retweeted someone who said that he Randy Mossed <laughs> the, uh, the that reception he had on the three yard line or wherever it was where it was where it set up the touchdown for uh, I think it was King. He, he had uh, one of those like, right in front King. of me too. I forgot I forgot who it was, but um, he had that catch on the three yard line, and then I think Vasher had the touchdown actually. So Antoine Wesley, 41 receptions on the year, 700 receiving yards through seven games. Through seven games. About uh, 100 yards a game, five receiving touchdowns. Although this has the record at four and two, so this may not be updated yet. Well, it was, and, and, you know, receiver number two on the day, as far as yardage goes, is our old friend TJ Vasher. At almost half. Yeah. Well, a little bit more than half. He had half the receptions, too. So five receptions for 79 yards. 15.8 yards a catch, one touchdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was good to see him back a little bit. Um, it was great. You saw him rotate out with Caden Leggett quite a bit. It would okay. seem like Vasher would, would run a route. 
especially if it was a deeper route, that he would just kind of peel off to the sideline and then Leggett would step in. Uh, he's still got, got that massive like offensive lineman knee brace on. Not 100%, but obviously if you can get he and Antoine Wesley on the field at the same time, it definitely opens up. Uh, for one of them, for sure. Yeah, because you can't focus on just one of them. No. Jadian High had another eight catches, 54 yards. Keyshawn Carter, that first – was like in the first drive, I was on the north end zone side. The play went um, to the right of the offense and down that sideline. Obviously, I couldn't see that he stepped out of bounds, but like it looked like dude was gone. Like, yeah, was, I thought was, he was gone too. He was a – I can't remember if it was a run or a or a yeah. It, it, he's credited for, for a rush. It was one rush for 14 yards. It definitely looked like a whole lot more than that. Because like I mentioned on the sideline, like oh he's gone. Yeah, I thought he was too, but he stepped out apparently, and then just barely. Speaking of stepping out, that uh, Coleman interception where like he gathers himself, takes like a uh, I mean his foot is completely out of the end zone, and then takes off running like like it was nothing. And and then the crowd was like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to score!" Like, like the all of the referees are like waving their arms, like blowing all their whistles. Like, guys, like he stepped out. It wasn't even close. <laughs> um, so you just had an overall great day. Uh, you ran the ball for a total of 112 yards. That's including minus 30 on the ground from your your, your kneel down, and then Bowman's rushing. So you finished the day with 142 rushing yards. 441 passing yards, so it's a cool 580 yards on offense. But at 48 points, I think one of the biggest stats I, w- I guess I want to touch on with the offense, again, I don't know, we'd have to go back and look at the rankings after this weekend, but they were 6-for-6 six six in the red zone today. 100% efficiency rate. They scored 38 of their 48 points in the red zone. So they were wow. finishing drives when they got down. They were putting up points. Um, obviously, you, you've got, what's that, five touchdowns and a, and a field goal. I think the other field goal was a much longer one. Right. Field nailed that one. There was a 48-yarder in there. So you'd definitely like to see that. Um, and I feel like I'll, I'll be saying this a lot. You know, kind of mirror what we said after the Lamar game. You did what you were supposed to do. It wasn't in question. It wasn't ugly. You took care of business. And you stayed healthy. Like there weren't any any injuries. Right. I guess there was a Colin Hill injury went down right in front of me. I got my my mug on the TV. Right. I for saw half that. a second. Yeah. He, he was Spencer's one. Spencer's famous. Yeah. TV famous now. Uh, he was in the post game press conference. He said he just just kind of took a hit to the like a helmet to the side, like above his hip under his rib cage. So kind of the soft area in your torso. <sighs> He took a, a helmet there. He's like, he didn't feel too well after that. No, but, no. And we, you but know, he came we, back. We saw how that worked against Bowman not too long ago, taking a hit underneath the rib cage. Yeah. That area is that area's a little vulnerable. So it was good to see him walk off and get going. But, at, yeah, it, just like you said, the, the goal was to get a win, to have it not really be in question. And apparently the goal, unbeknownst to us, was to get Bowman – back in the game and prepared for Iowa State. And Spencer, you told me something before we started recording because you got to go to the press conference afterwards. Yeah, I did. About that the you know, the coaches had an inkling as to when when they wanted Bowman to come back. Yeah, as much as they, they tried to to hide it, um one of the questions they asked Kingsbury was, when did you know that Bowman was going to play? And Kingsbury said, you know, we had a pretty good feeling for this game that he would be coming back a couple of days after he rejoined the team. So that would have been, what was that? The He was released from the hospital on Wednesday. So just that next, that weekend, they were like, okay, uh, we've got a game at TCU on Thursday. I think we'll, he'll be ready to go the next weekend. So right. with a week and a half out of the hospital, he's ready to go. I think it, I think it worked out. We Going into the game, we thought, you know, if you play Bowman – there's just such a risk of like, okay, well, if he, if he injures himself again, or if he's not a hundred percent, like you're going to look like a, like, like a, like an idiot, right? <laughs> because one, if he doesn't play well, like, well, you rushed him back. He wasn't ready to play. Yeah. And if he injures himself, then obviously you're not going to be, you're not going to be telling the coaching staff's decision-making on that. Right. 
but Which, I think there were a couple of places I was a little concerned because he ran the ball and he got ran blown yeah, up. Yeah, he, he had a he kept it a couple of times, and then there was one play that was designed for him to block. He yeah. blocked downfield on a play, and I thought, you know, I don't. So that was a question asked. Yeah, after I, the game, I wasn't too fond of that. He said, you know, uh, this is King Kingsbury said, you know. Um, I wouldn't really call that a block. <laughs> That's uh, fair. <laughs> but he was running. He but was looking he said, for somebody. He said uh, that after he took those first couple of hits, and Kingsbury said that Bowman felt a lot more confident in himself, in okay. his health, after those hits that he was ready to go. Right. Um, that he knew taking a hit, he wasn't going to re-injure himself. He wasn't going to just completely regress and re re-injured himself i feel like i'm saying that a lot but <laughs> well it was a concern it was, <laughs> it was a valid and, um, concern especially when he's running downfield blocking or faking handoffs and keeping it and then getting hammered in the backfield <laughs> you know kind of makes you question things a little bit yeah but bowman was back played well did not have any injury concern after the game um quietly put up another 400 yards very pedestrian 80 percent day (laughs) from the true freshman so his uh passing yards on the season inches up towards 2100 yards and oh gosh how many passing touchdowns do you have today just the one this is taking no he had he had two he had vasher and wesley each had one at least he may have had more than that come on my app isn't working. You see this? I can. Oh, yeah, there we go. I do. Three touchdowns. He had three. He had three passing touchdowns. So, Bowman's doing pretty good for himself this season. Yeah, not bad. Considering he's a true freshman. I think the big test comes next week on the road in Ames. We, we won't get too much into that game since that's basically all of our content for Tuesday. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, wow. I was about to like start signing this off. We have questions. We have a lot of questions. Where I was... Whew. Here I am, like, sitting out all these tweets asking for questions. I was about to, like, all right, well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> hey, I wanted to point something out while you're while you're pulling up the questions real quick. Uh, Rob Bro, who hosts a AM show here in town on 1340, he had a great tweet during the game. Speaking of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will be a guest on that show Tuesday morning between 720 and 745 if you would like to hear my radio debut okay so i'm not sure how to take this that, it's going to be terrible that the co-host of this show gets asked for an, a radio spot not me well I, it's because i know a guy I'm who gonna works call him at like, the radio Boo. station <laughs> that i think said hey why this guy sucks you should ask this guy to be on i'm just kidding no, i'll be like rooting you on man it, it it may be terrible but um i'll be on rob's show looking forward to it um but he had a great tweet he said in 2017 through seven games Texas Tech was 3-4 and four and allowed 216 points. This year, we're 5-2, and two and we've allowed 157. That's a big swing. That is a 60 very, points. That's a big swing in seven games. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go through the math here, but going into this game, your defense was averaging giving up 28 points. Obviously, it's going to go down a little bit now that you put up another game under that, um, which I guess you can do that math real quickly now that – you don't have to go game by game. What is yeah, that? 157 divided by 7 is 22.4 points per game. That's what we're averaging now. It's kind of salty, my man. It's not bad. You're only giving up 22 points a game? Now, granted, you do have a... One of them was an offer against... <laughs> you, you had to get a zero <laughs> against Lamar. Against Lamar, yeah. Okay, so... But you had 17 against Oklahoma State, All right, 14 against TCU, 16 against Kansas... So you take the Lamar game out of it, so basically 157 divided by 6, and you get 26 points per game. That ain't bad. That's not bad. Because your offense, I think, is averaging close to 40. Yeah, I'd have to do the math on that, but yeah. Let's not do that right now. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We've got questions to get to. All right. This one from Kelly Utterbach. Simple. Three words. Love the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah. Also, um, you responded to this. I just have to tell you, they have a bunch of TVs up in the press press box, right? When I was up there at halftime, they had one TV turned on to Fox for the game, for the Texas Tech game. The other TV next to it 
were turned on to TBS, showing none other than old school. It's like, that's an interesting play to put up there in the press box. With working media members, you have the current game that everybody's watching next to old school. Ring the bell, you pansy. They just got everything ready. <laughs> All right. So this is Adele Dauphine. Dauph- I don't know. I'm so sorry. At Uptown Adele. She says, offense owes defense dinner. First quarter could have been a grand mess without the 806D. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came up with two stops in the red zone and held them to a field goal on another. Um yeah, they they really did they really did their job and that's a valid point. It it could have it could have been a slightly different game going into halftime. You know, it could have been 24 to 17 or something. Uh they they could have been yeah. yeah, they could have been within one score and and getting the ball coming out kind of hyped up, maybe had a little bit of momentum. So, yeah, it's true. So, when I said that um that old school's on in the press box, Steve O said, "Stay away from the quad." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Might see some streaking. All right. Um, let's see what is he responding? To? No, just kidding. There's somebody that was not not a fan of the saddle tramp push up board. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it either that much, because they the, they lose form. They lose form really quickly. <laughs> Which is fine because uh, I would lose for him. I, I was messing around because uh, my daughter, when we're when we're trying to do something athletic like just stretch or or put something together, she likes to get right in there and help. And so I said I was like trying to show her today. Well, let's do some push-ups. I got to about four. <laughs> so I, I and I stopped before she was gonna she was gonna climb on me. She was she was smiling and re- getting around and she was about to climb on my back. I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So Grayson was getting into the the pushups with us the other night. He was he was doing all kinds of crazy things. He was um, the part of his body that was moving for the pushups were his <laughs> hips. So his hips would go up in the air and then down to the ground and up in the air. I was like. Dude, that's not a push-up. So <laughs> I got down to show him, and I was like, two, three. No, I'm done. That's how you do it, man. Yeah. So so take any any push-up criticism we have about saddle tramps. grain of salt. Very, very slight grain of salt. But, yeah, it, it's not the greatest look sometimes. Yeah. Especially because they're kind of pushing, you know, the, the, holding the board up. You're kind of working physics against itself. You're kind of pushing pushing the hands down as you're trying to go up and they're trying to push up as you're trying to, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's not the greatest. All right. Coleman Garrison at CK Garris says, if I have a complaint, sure seems like kickoffs are starting to come up short and out of bounds. So I don't think, I don't think there was one out of bounds today, but no. And t- the TCU game I thought went really well. I, I think they had a couple of short kickoffs to start the game, but they went, they went really well in that game. So so today far, I didn't really notice. At least it as for much. today, it didn't bite you. There yeah. were a, there were a couple of short ones that were returned. Um, they didn't get very far. Then there were several I remember consecutively that landed in the end zone for touchbacks. Uh, I think with the new touchback rule, they're trying to figure out where's the best place to to kick it. So I think mm-hmm. if you can get it high in the air and like inside the five. The return man has the the inkling. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to return this, right? But then he realizes that he's but swarmed, then, and he realizes like, you know what? If I fair catch this, I get twenty five. <laughs> uh, I'll be at the twenty five. Yeah, let's think about this. But so Puka Williams did not call a fair catch out of the end zone, and I don't think he got to the twenty once. So it goes both ways. Coverage was decent. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good coverage. If you have a breakdown on coverage, though. That can sure bite you. So, if you want to play it safe, just get out of the end zone. End zone. I think the. I love touchbacks. I'm all for it. The biggest thing, though, the the wind was blowing north to south today. So anytime we kicked it to the south end zone, I think those are the ones that were going into the the end zone. Okay. North ones may have been the ones that were short. Uh, So that was maybe something to do with that. Red Raider reset man. Surprised that Bowman started. I think we kind of touched on this. Absolutely. I we thought that he wasn't quite going to be ready to come back just yet. And even if he was, it would seem like a weird gamble to take against Kansas because you don't think you would have needed a healthy Bowman to beat Kansas. He came out there, looked really well, looked really well. He looked really good. 
He looked um, well, too. Definitely wanted to get that he first game. He didn't look game. sick. That's good. Yeah. See? You knew what you meant. Definitely did not want his first game back to be on the road in Ames. No. So, I, it was one of those just weird – it's just a weird sit situation to be in. Do you play him knowing that you don't need him, but you want to get him reps with a possibility of re-entering him, or you just want to hold it about to be safe? They obviously felt a lot more confident that he was ready to go to play him. All right, let me see what she's replying to. Okay, this is another one from Adele. She says, dug themselves out of several tough situations early in the game. Everyone played aggressively. Saw some flashes of brilliance when offense clicked. Hats off to the 806. Oh, there's a lot of good, good thoughts to get, get to. Yeah. Penalties and mistakes against a better team will bite them on the butt. Got to work on communication execution. So I think you had six penalties on the day for 60 yards. Not. Yeah, it was either six or seven, and three of them were on Anderson. Yeah, there, so there was one that obviously everybody knows that he held and negated a touchdown. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because not only did it wipe out a touchdown, it was like 30 yards. Then you lose that touchdown at the 30 yards, and you move back 10, 10 yards. It was either three or four. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know if he was. 56. I don't know if he was just getting picked on, or if he if it was really that blatant. But yeah, he he was the <laughs> poor guy. He, he was the one that held the brunt of that. And then of course, kind of what stuck in my craw too was we had a delay of game the first play of the game. Did you did you catch that? I did. I I think I was moving at the time. I was like, well, that was strange. Yes. Yeah. The, the, right after the kickoff. We didn't get a playoff in time. And Kingsbury had a delay needs of game. to figure out how to get some. <laughs> that was very GD frustrating. time in. I'm sorry, I was trying to <laughs> fake some outrage here. It was frustrating though, but that was one of them too. So it wasn't. It was a pretty decent penalty day for us. But yeah, Adele, you're right. I mean, against a lesser team, some of these could have really cost us, especially negating a touchdown. Dang, all these people that said I should have streamed the press conference, I did not even see. I, I recorded is it. Is that even legal, though? That's see, what I was going to ask. Is that some sort of gray area? That's where I land. It's like, oh, I'm not sure if I should do that. Yeah. No, I think I think one of the older guys, I've seen do it before, but he wasn't there today. I was like, ooh. Is he an, is he an older guy that just, one of those that don't give an F? And they're maybe. Just, they're just going to do it. Also, maybe a reason why he wasn't there today. <laughs> so, <laughs> Valid. I, I was like, ha, I'm not so sure. Good point. Uh, Tyler Timmons says, "Hey guys, we're five and two. That is all. That's great. So I, I think we have been. It was early in the season. We were accused of not accepting success and yeah. being excited we were a little, about that. We were before. kind of downers. We were hesitant. We, we, to were, be, we were accused of being downers. Yeah. Well, hey, we're five and two, man. Yeah, we're five and two. I think we were looking at three and four at this point." possibly four and three so to be five and two that's great it's a great place to sit you've got you're you're three and one in big 12 i think you're tied for second place now yeah so there's i think you're tied with a few people but you're you're there just based off your record and your one loss is to west virginia team that is coming off of a reeling loss themselves but uh who, who can be really good at times so you can hang your hat on that you hate that it's a home loss, but five and two, man. Hey, speaking of home losses, uh, I, I guess you broke that streak today. You had like eight straight home conference losses. Well, because we didn't play Kansas last year at home. Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I heard a question that was posed over the next four weeks. Just really, It's not on the Twitter. Over the next four weeks, would you take a two and two record? Over the next four weeks, two and two record records, so that would put us at seven and seven four. Okay. Going into Baylor? Yes. No, we're you know missing what, no, a game somewhere. Sorry. No, it, it was including today. So it was today, Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma. Over those four games would you take going two and two? So at that point at in the this season, point, not really. looking at Kansas State and Baylor at six and four. I I, I don't know. I, I really think so. Over the next two weeks or three weeks, would you take a one and three? Sorry, a one and two. 
Sorry, who do we – okay, we play Iowa State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas. Over those three games, would you uh, take going one and two? Going into the Kansas State-Baylor last two at six and two – or six and four. I think – I think we have a decent chance in Ames. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. That's going to be to our advantage for once. You think so? Uh, well, yes. it's, it's it's not the night game in Ames. I guess a night a game thing. in Ames is not what I was hoping for. So I, I think we have a chance there. But that that got, Oklahoma defense looks suspect. Yes, they do. So they you're gonna have to probably Texas win scored 48 sh- on them. You probably have to win in a shootout with them. And I, I haven't kept up with Texas's. You know, I don't know if Ellinger's coming back or how he's going to look. Ellinger? Is that who's playing? What's his name? <laughs> well, that's his name. That's not how you say it. How do you say it? Ellinger. Ellinger. It's a hard G. I like soft Gs. <laughs> like garage. <laughs> Sorry. That has both, by the way. All right. Sorry. So, well, I, I guess we'll, we'll get into that I told y'all I was terrible with names. A, when we look at the, the Iowa State game on Tuesday. Okay. Cooper Burnett, question, am I wrong for being more worried about ISU than OU? No, because no. of the point I just made. The right. OU defense looks like you could hang 60 points on them. And the ISU defense looks like you could be lucky to get out, get, you know, 24. Yeah. And it's in Ames and OU's at home. That's that's going to help a little bit. It. I, I don't think you're wrong for being more worried about that. We also have to figure out enough ways that we can drop in Purdy like a Brock star. Oh my gosh. We've got a oh the Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy. I wish I knew who had this I can't remember who has this game next week, but it's gonna be a lot of the battle of the true freshman quarterbacks. Probably. Just nonstop. The because the, the announcer today kept calling him you you didn't hear this, but he kept calling him the showman, Alan Bowman. The first couple of drives, and then it was like he got a note that said, Okay, stop. That's enough. And he called uh um, Bonner. No, no, no. Wait, I've got it backwards. So the no, he called he called a uh, Bonnie Boner. Oh, no, wow. wait, no, Bonnie Boney. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so the the PA guy at the stadium <laughs> was having the hardest Correct. time <laughs> pronouncing Embanasaur. Understandable. So I would be terrible at that. The, Y'all the, know this. There were a couple of plays where where he had a sack or a tackle, and then he batted down a pass. And it was like, okay, what's he going to come out with next? He said, pass deflected by Embedazor. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like good. Bruh. It's kind of like the George Costanza method where yeah. he just, just. All right. So next next thing Cooper Burnett says, thought UT game could be game day if we both went out until then. Interesting. Interesting aspect. Is that uh, is that before OU or after OU? Uh, it'd be before. So that's the third. Yeah, November we would 3rd. we would be six and two. Six and, and two, and they would and be Texas what, would like be seven and one. Seven and one, I think. I don't know what the the threshold is. I don't know what the rest of the schedule is that weekend. Yeah, we'd have to see who else is playing. There may be some big teams on bye week. But here's the thing: I don't think Texas Texas Tech would be ranked going into that game. Even if like, so you won today. Obviously, if you win in, in if you win in Ames, I don't think Iowa State's ranked. I don't know if that's enough to get you ranked. Well, I but they love Texas, though. And I, I don't remember who Washington back, State's folks. playing right now. They're in Pullman, and whoever I – th- I think they're playing an Oregon team that's not ranked. So yeah. they went to Pullman for, for that. Wow, okay, so I, I didn't think about this. Cooper Burnett, his, his response, he's got a reaction or whatever to every – yeah, uh, the way you asked the question is question, how he answered thought, it. Reaction, gripe, cheer, jeer. Okay. Yeah, he went. He went through it. Reaction. Ku is improved. Glad Bowman found his rhythm as the game went on. Bodes well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you really needed him to be in rhythm and and kind of feeling it, going from this game into Ames. You really want him to do well. You just you've seen the last couple trips up to Iowa State that you just really haven't gotten off the bus. Uh, Bowman has made the trip to on the road. He's done really well. Obviously, one of those games was Oklahoma State. Didn't play in Fort Worth. But he has proved himself on the road. Yeah. Um, he's I, – I, I'm just I, – I guess the big question mark is because he didn't play against a, a like, top-of-the-conference defense in TCU. And this Iowa State defense is going to be even – 
you know, not not that they're the same defense, but they're another challenging defense where they'll drop back three safeties and force you to complete everything underneath, and they'll dare you to run the ball. It'll be really interesting to see how that that plays out next weekend. I have a I have a correction to make. Washington oh, yeah. State Cougars are ranked 25th, and they're playing number 12 Oregon. So and they're whooping up on Oregon. Yeah, they're up 27 to seven right now. So they they were both ranked teams, but just Washington oh, State barely. barely was barely ranked. So well, hey, if we beat Iowa State, we may be 25th. It's possible we could creep back in. I think that was one of the questions someone else had. All right, um, gripe fans leaving at halftime. Understandable gripe. So I sent you the the uh, the picture of the east side stadium right yeah. after the the half it was sparse and it didn't get better so i was like well, maybe maybe i took it too soon like people were still coming back in no that was that, <laughs> that was, was a, it that was a high water that mark was the zenith of the, of the second half attendance and it was bad and it got worse now it's they're trying to address it too they did there were a lot of uh in-game promotion changes this week uh we were we the the company I work for was kind of a victim to this as well. Um, there were some changes made to try to address this. I don't know if it helped. Also, think it's kind of a not really that great of a a test to run it against Kansas. Yeah, I I, I do agree that the fans leaving at half is is a gripe. Um, I, I've I've stated that part of the reasons I leave at half is to go get a beer, and then sometimes beer is really delicious, and I don't come back. So that would help me, but I'm not sure how you fix it with students. I feel like it's more of a cultural thing that that's yeah. just what's been going on since they've been here for a few years, and it just keeps happening. So I, I really don't know how you address it aside from have really competitive football with a winning team. And I mean, there's all these. Yeah. It's so it's there's just no way to to uh, fix it without probably having a well. Here's the thing, like a top ten team. You would think that winning cures all, right? You would think so. But like, okay, so say you do really well this season, your home schedule next year is straight <laughs> not, garbage. Not good. So whatever you do, this like you may lose whatever momentum you gain. Got Montana State. You just—it's a bad schedule. Yep. Um, cheer wide receivers, red zone defense. Both of them were fantastic. I think we we touched on those already. Yep. Jeer, Beatty play calls. Yeah, we touched on that as well. We mentioned that too. That was not ideal. I, I would like to point out for those of you who don't have smell vision, the uh, the feedlots, the winds have changed out here. They have. They're definitely <laughs> we're, kicking up some allergies. We're getting a whiff. <laughs> we're getting a whiff of some things up here. Spencer's struggling a little bit with uh, keeping a. His nose under control. Yeah, and so you may hear some some noise. We're we're on the back patio. We're not holding. We're we're actually holding our mics with our hands and not using a stand. I'm trying to move the mic away from my face when I have to sniff or whatever. But <laughs> that's also adding to some of the mic noise. So the ambiance, ambiance, so amber lamps, whichever. Kyle Jacobson, maybe the the key to you getting on the Hub City Barbecue judging team. <laughs> Possibly. As it stands now, do we have a better chance to beat Iowa State or Texas? Well, that one's difficult because if it was Iowa State or Oklahoma, I would definitely take Oklahoma. Baylor took Texas to the wire in Austin. But was that like a post-Red River shootout or showdown, oh, whatever they call that, letdown? Letdown game. Hmm. Oh, Man. that is a choice smell blowing in my way. <laughs> It hasn't smelt this ripe out here in a while. I'm not really sure where that's coming from. Okay, as it stands now, do we have a better chance to be Iowa State or Texas? I, as it stands now, I would say Texas. I would have to say would right agree. now um, because Iowa State is coming off of that great high of beating West Virginia, and Texas is coming off of that kind of ho hum victory over Baylor. Of course, they did have they did do it with a backup quarterback when Ellen Giari went out. <laughs> Ellen Greyer went out, and uh, I, I, right now I would have to say they have a better chance of beating Texas, but that's definitely subject to change. I would agree. Sorry, I, I just looked, and we have so many more questions. we got to get rolling on this. Yeah, rare, we got to go. Guns Up Nation, rare territory for Cliff's Bunch. Season isn't over if you lose in Ames, but, man, drama will roll in November if they can pull it out against the Cyclones. Not bad for project, projected eighth-place pick in the Big 12 preseason poll. So, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the end of the season if you lost in Ames. 
Right. I don't think it would even project that the sky is falling or something that the team isn't what you thought it is because the Iowa State defense is legit. You've they had are. you've struggled with them before. They're starting to hit their stride and gain confidence on on, deep, on, on their offense. You would think their de- your defense would be able to maybe hold down a blue collar team like Iowa State. I, I I say that not because I don't think they're any good. I just I, they don't have any superstars outside of Hakeem Butler. I say that and I'm remembering David Montgomery. They're kind of like a they are a Kansas State team, like they're. like a old school Kansas State team. Oh wow, here we go. Yeah, we got ATVs driving by. They think they're in a gated community out here at night. <laughs> Come on, guys, you're gonna get run over by somebody. Sorry. So then we get a, a follow up to that. Dan Isit says, I really feel like the ISU game is the tipping point between a good and great season. I would agree. If you can turn that game around from last season and how you've performed against them the past few years with how you're doing so far, I mean, if you win next week at Iowa State, we've already said this, you'd be at 6-2, and two, got a good shot at the last four teams. Not that I'm saying you will win out. No, of course not, but that would definitely boost your confidence to be to know for a fact you can be competitive in those games. I think we feel that already, but coming but, away with a win in Ames is going to boost that resume a lot. But even so even if you lose against Iowa State, I think you have a really good shot of finishing the last four games 3 and 1. Yeah. So I could see that you you, you win cough one up one to 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 OU or Texas basically. Yep, and then you beat Kansas State and Baylor. Which well, you would get to eight and four on the season, which is a lot higher than where I picked them. Well, where I was initially thinking, this team has grown on me, and I think it's getting a lot better. Who has the edge? Iowa State after two big wins and a bye week, or Tech after winning two big games with no bye week? Well, so they, they do kind of had a bye week because of the one the bye week going into TCU and the kind of extended week, like ten days between games, um, and then you got that kind of. I hate to call it an ex- exhibition, but <laughs> a tune-up game <laughs> against the, the, the Jayhawks today. Um, one, you've seen teams kind of come off bye weeks a little rusty. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you had uh, the opportunity today to get Bowman rolling. You got the offense getting everything back. I, I think – shoot, I don't know. I would say Texas Tech. I don't know. That's not me saying I think Texas Tech's going to win the game yet, but I think you having momentum and ro- you know rolling right now because you didn't win a big game and then take a week off, right? Well, and you got your starting quarterback back. Yep, he looks really good. He looked great. I I would agree with that. I, I think right after this, you know, as of this recording, I think Tech has the edge. Yep. Lifelong Chiefs fan, still skipping. Am I crazy, or is Wesley the type of guy the NFL draft gobbles up early? I don't know. I would say yes because he's a big guy, big catch radius, catches basically everything thrown his way. He's not fast, but he's elusive enough to get away from people. Could probably use some more meat on his bones to yeah. play in the pros. I, I think that's kind of hindering him a little bit at this point, but that's fixable. That's something that you can remedy. So. I, I I do see him being in the NFL at some point. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm at Kyle's. I'm looking at response. the response GIF, and it's uh, who is that? It's Vince McMahon. Vince it's McMahon. the Vince McMahon reaction GIF that's just the best. And he said, "GMs when they see him list at six six, <laughs> he's just falling over and can't believe it. It's it's one of the best online. It's yeah. great." <laughs> the Phantom RPO, Brian Don Carlos. Does TTU crack the top twenty five again at any point this season? Yes, I think so. I think if they win in Ames, they do. And I would say barely. I would think if they win in Ames and then they win, they beat OU, definitely. Oh, well, well, yeah. Or Texas. Or Texas. Yeah. Texas for sure. I keep forgetting that that first weekend in November is Texas. Yeah, it's Texas first. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Texas before Oklahoma, always and forever. That's how. It, that's the order of things. And Kyle Jacobson replies, number 20, 22, and 24 lost today or are currently losing. So there is room. I don't think it's going to happen after today, though. No, but I, I could I see we'll Tech getting week. ranked another time this year. Uh, they may not stay in it, but I, I think they could do it. Also, still skipping replies back to to Kyle, uh, and he says the fall out of the chair comes when you realize that he 
Antoine Wesley might crack a thousand receiving yards before he catches sixty passes. That's a great stat. That's something I, I got to look into that one, and and we might have to dissect that a little bit more because I don't know what his. Oh my gosh, that's a great that's a great stat. I'm gonna see if I can pull that up. After the conference championship game, plus two more games in the college football playoff, 100-plus catches is a real possibility. I don't know if he's calling us to go that far or where, where that's coming from, Kyle, but, yeah, it's possible you can have 100 catches in a season, but in an off- especially in an offense – well, I say that. With an offense that's as balanced and distributed as it is now, I think it's still possible, whereas, you know, a couple years ago where it was just Jakeem Grant, I just don't know if you're going to get that many games. Man, I don't know if you are either. What's the line for next weekend? Man, it's way too early for that, Tyler. Yeah, I don't think we know. I don't. They, I may, would they say may have some early ones come out next week. He's probably asking us to guess what it would be. Oh. <laughs> but that was dumb. I would, I would say probably Iowa State minus five and a half. That, think, that feels weird. I'm sorry. Six? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, I think they'll be favored a little bit more. I'm, I'm thinking just because of their defense, because of their defense, and of course you get three at home just for showing up. So I, I think they'd be favored. I'd, I'd say seven and a half. That's what I'd go with. But we will get to that on Tuesday with our Iowa State. I'm sorry, I was looking at Michael. This, I wanted to make sure he didn't have anything else to say. You got no, anything I'm, else? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All right. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us on the post game instant reaction podcast.